Hello and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm so glad that I can share with you God's Word. This week we begin with the celebration of all saints, which in a way helps us to enter into this very special uh, week for all of us here in the United States. And uh, But it helps us in general to remain focused on why we do what we do as Christians, because we live with a goal in mind to become saints. Let's open our minds and our hearts uh, to receive God's word. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you, for which we earnestly long, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. As a church, we are taking, liturgically speaking, a little detour. Instead of going into celebrating the 31st Sunday in ordinary time, the church celebrates today the Feast of All Saints. And it's a wonderful opportunity for us in this celebration to refocus and understand why we are doing all that we are doing as Christians. So this, this holiday, this solemnity actually helps us in our journey. You remember, we are going, we are moving closer and closer to the end of the liturgical year, and therefore closer and closer to the final exam. We will learn more and more about what is gonna be on the final exam when we will see God face to face. And today we kind of get enough information for us to get to that Sunday and be more prepared. I think I'm building up so much for, to the, you know, this, closing of the liturgical year. I hope you will not be disappointed about the final exam, but keep coming because we need to uh, prepare ourselves. And keep coming and bring a friend. 
We have plenty of room, so it's, we need more people here. Okay. No, really, I really mean it. Bring a friend or two. Um, good. So the Feast of the Saints help us to ground ourselves in what we're doing as we live the Christian life as a way of responding to what God has done for us. Last Sunday, we learned from Jesus that the way in which we Christians must see everything, the lens through which we do everything, and everything that we, we are must be seen from a particular point of view. And that point of view is love. Jesus said, when they asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he put it together. And so now we know, and he said, that everything else is based on this. So if we miss this, we're going to miss everything else. So if we miss lesson number one, Christianity begins to make less and less sense. And you've seen a lot of people, maybe we are those people, but I'm sure we all know some people that don't get Christianity. They do not understand what we're doing. And say, why are you doing this? People don't understand why the Pope says what he says and he does what he does. Well, because chances are they miss lesson number one. Lesson number one is what? God loves us immensely. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Okay? So what does love want? Wants to be loved back. And therefore, that's what we are. We are in this beautiful, romantic, well, uh, let me change the word, this beautiful relationship based on love. God so loved the world, and what does he want us to do? To love him back. How do we love him back? By loving our neighbor. And the more we love our neighbor, the more we feel loved and able to love. This is the Christian lifestyle. You miss love, you miss Christianity. We say, well, we Christians are for this, we are against that. It all must be all seen through the lens of love. When you don't know what to do as a Christian, the very first thing we ought to ask ourselves is, how can I be more loving? How can I root myself in the love that God has for us, and how can I love him by loving my neighbor, that particular person? Neighbor is a funny word because we use in English the word neighbor to describe the person who lives next to our house, right? But neighbor, in reality, the word refers to every single person on earth. Every single person is someone who is neighbor. So we now know this. And so the point of view of Christianity is me, my neighbor, God. All these three, this is the tripod upon which we place our lifestyle. But we do that because we are loved first. And our understanding of saints and our understanding of the call that the church gives us to become saints must be seen from the same point of view. I told you, when you don't know what to do, we don't know what, how to understand something, what do we do? We ask ourselves, how can I be more loving? St. Paul said, love fulfills all the rules, all the laws. 
St. Augustine later on used to say, love and do what you want. We like the part of do what you want, right? Yeah, but the, the, the big thing is love. Because when we love as Jesus loved us, we are in the right way. Okay, good. Now we can understand a little bit what we're celebrating today, these saints. Unfortunately, saints have been reduced to tasks that we ask them to do, right? And we miss what this holiday is all about. We miss what, this is, what, what they're telling us. So, for example, if we're, if we're losing something, whom do we call on? St. Anthony, because he apparently has this particular gift of helping us find where I put my glasses or the cell phone. Okay. A friend of mine used to tell me, I, I was really intrigued by the whole thing, every time he was looking for a parking spot, he always asked St. Rita to help him out. I don't know if he had a particular gift, a parallel parking, I don't know why Rita, but she got that job. So we kind of reduced the saints to these kind of things. But is that what they are there for? Not even close, not even close. First of all, saints tell us that our journey and the goal that God wants us to achieve can be achieved. Okay? We can make it. That's why the church gives to every single person in the world the same call. We call that the universal call to holiness. We are called to become saints. Do we have any saints in the room, in the congregation today? Good. Okay. We got one or two. Good. Okay. We have to understand this. That technically speaking, every baptized is a saint. Why? You see, when we look at the saints, we have to understand that they, and as a matter of fact, let's start with this. Pope Francis gave a beautiful, I think it's beautiful, uh, image of who the saints are. And he said, the saints are like stained glass windows that allow the light to go through. And every window has its own colors, its own hues, the own shades of a particular color. And together, they allow us to see the story of God. That's why we have stained glass windows and art in, the ch in churches, because they help us to remain focused on what God has done for us. But the sanctity of St. Francis of Assisi, of Ignatius of Loyola, of John Paul II, whomever saint we like, it's not their own holiness. Because in the end, there is only one saint, and there is only one holy one. It's God. These saints are saints because they share in God's holiness. Like we priests, we are priests because we share in the priesthood of the only priest, which is Jesus Christ. That's why I can say, when I hear confessions, I absolve you from all your sins. I don't have the power, I don't have the authority to do that. But because I share in the priesthood of the only priest, I can do that. And we must understand that we can become saints because we share in the life of the Holy One. And when do we share the life of the Holy One? When did that happen? Baptism. So, because at baptism, God adopted us as members of his family, and he moved in, in us, we 
are already saints. We are already His. The challenge for us is to remain in that reality. He made it possible, but we can move out. We, we, can do, we are free to say yes or no. And that's the challenge of Christian life. So, how many of you are baptized? How many of you are saints? Keep your hands up. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. We must understand that it is possible for us to become saints because He did it for us. So who are the saints? The saints are those people who have understood that God loved them and sinful though they were, they made the choice to respond to God's love and let the Holy Spirit transform them into ch children of God. How about us? We are the very same people. Those, we are sinners. We have to understand that God has allowed us to live as children of God. And we just have to say yes. So it is possible because He made it possible for us. You see, growing up, I had difficulties with these saints because I was reading their lives and I thought I was supposed to mimic them. And, and it's not possible because go around town, you know, like Francis of Assisi without shoes and things, my mom would not have allowed it. Uh, but it, becoming a saint doesn't mean that we are mimicking Francis of Assisi. It means that we are looking at him, understand how he responded to God's love, and we do the same. But becoming saints, it means, therefore, that it's not all about us. That's because that's why I was very frustrated, because I couldn't make it. I was reading the lives of the saints, and I was seeing, you know, as young uh, children, they used to make the choice of doing this and doing that. I couldn't do it. So for a long time, I thought, okay, we must be a different type of human beings. Okay? Francis of Assisi, yeah, he could do it. I, no. Then now a new type of life of saints are coming up. As a matter of fact, I was enjoying reading a biography of a saint who is actually, it's, um, uh, she's blessed, she's becoming a saint. And I was reading that she was not doing well in school. She was struggling with some subjects and uh, she was really not good at other things. And I was going, yeah, now we're getting somewhere. Now I can identify myself with them. But the point of the, the whole thing is that at one point where she encountered the love of God, she said yes, and she chose Christ. Ah, I can do that too. Do you understand how we have to see this? But this is possible because God has already done it. St. John, in the very same letter that we read uh, as a second reading, tells us we love because he loved us. So you see, now Christian life is possible because everything is already done for us. When we say, well, I cannot love that person, oh, yes, you can. Why? God loved you and God loves that person, therefore, we can do it. Now, another thing. If I identify myself as a sinner, though I am, guess what? I say, well, I can't become a saint, can I? Mm, I cannot really live as God wants me to, so I continue to do whatever I do because that's the best I can do. 
It means that the Holy Spirit, therefore, just can't do anything with me. I'm such a terrible case of Christian. But is that true? Not according to what God says. Today we hear an incredible, awesome reality. What did we hear? I go to the other side. I need the steps for the end of the day. Hey, it's raining, so. Um, we, what did we hear from scriptures? We are God's children now. We are God's children now. When are we God's children? It's not a trick question. What, when are we God's children? Now. So I don't have to wait for this afternoon, right, to make the choice of following Christ. I don't have to wait for tomorrow. I used to do that. I said, you know, let me graduate first, then I'm going to be really focused on holiness and becoming a saint. Did it happen? No, it didn't. So then, you know, like, I'm going to become, let, I'm going to be ordained first, and after ordination, hoo-hoo, so holiness. It's not how it's working. It's working by only saying, I'm becoming a saint now. Why? Because I'm God's child now. I don't have to wait until I retire, until I get better. It is in the present moment that I make the choice of responding to God's love. It follows that I, as a child of God, have the responsibility of reminding you, you are God's children. You have the responsibility of reminding me, I'm God's child. We have to help each other and inspire each other to remain on this side, to remain strong in what is truly our identity. That is, God loves us so much that he adopted us into his family. And that can never be taken away. Now, we understand why we receive on this feast day the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are our identity, our constitution as Christians. The Catechism of the Catholic Church places the Beatitudes together with the Ten Commandments when it describes how Christians live their lives. We cannot just do the Ten Commandments. We have to pick these ones too. But what are these Beatitudes and why they are so special? They point towards something that God wants us to have. The text says, blessed. What is that word? What does it mean to be blessed? It's actually the Greek word points to a type of happiness that comes from knowing that your life has meaning. Have you ever experienced that when you really start doing things that are meaningful to you? You feel grounded. You feel satisfied. You feel like, yeah, that's who I am. I'm, I'm that type of person. When we live a life full of meaning, and the meaning comes from the fact that God loves us, and therefore all that we do reflects that. That type of happiness is what he wants us to have because it shapes everything we do. So how do we achieve it as children of God? Very simple. God tells us. I'm not making anything up. It's always in a book. It's always in a book. So what do we do? We do this. We read the Beatitudes, and we have to start from the last part because they are in the passive tenses voice. That is, it means that because they didn't want to use the word God, they changed the verbs around, okay? But God is the subject of what he's doing, okay? He's the one who's doing that part. Let's take the first one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It means that when I allow God 
to, and I respond to God building up his kingdom, and I behave as a child of God, I make choices that reflect the values of the kingdom, I become poor in spirit. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Poor in spirit means that I'm relying on God as the only one who can satisfy all my needs. When I do that, I experience blessedness. Do you understand? So these are phrases that can shape our behavior, our mindset, and everything else. Isn't that awesome? Christianity is annoyingly simple. It's based on love, and the only thing that God wants from us is we love Him back. So now we know that we are loved by God, we are God's children now, and we can respond and become a saint. This Welcome to Christianity 101, this is it. And this is why we need each other, because we can only make it when we do it together. We become saints together. We become saints together. That's why when I say bring a friend, we need them, we need each other in order to build up this wonderful reality. But also, this is also the week where we must remember and we must remind each other that we ought to behave like saints. This week is going to be very stressful, very tough. You know what I'm talking about? No, you are. So, guess what? No matter what's going to happen, we have an important role to play. We have to make sure that we ourselves don't get sucked in the, wheel, the hurricane of uh, emotional responses. Okay? We must make sure that we console those people who are disappointed and angry, that we help those, the others, but we ought to remain fixed on looking at the Holy One. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. This is how we make a difference in the world. Not necessarily for what we, whom we voted for, but what happens afterward. That's what a Christian is. That's where our character is going to show up. Deal? Okay. Because we, we need all the prayers, and we need all, all of us really behave as saints. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that God today reminded us how much He loves us. And He's inviting us to say, simplify your life, base everything on this wonderful gift that I've given you. You are my child. All the rest must be placed in your life accordingly. And no matter what, love and behave as a saint. Because that's who we are. I hope you felt inspired by the gospel to choose to live as a child of God and make that choice to be blessed right here, right now, because that's the moment in which we can encounter the living God. I wish you well, and I'll talk to you soon. Continue to pray for all of us as we pray for you. God bless. Bye-bye.